Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online, and we were discussing the fact that I am 43, and she said, I cannot believe how young you look, and I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. In recent days, something all too predictable has happened. Politicians furiously defended the system. These are the rules we were told over and over again. If the rules can be used to block Coloradans from voting on whether they want better trade deals or stronger borders, or an end to special interest vote buying in Congress, well, that's just the system and we should embrace it. Let me ask America a question. How has the system been working out for you and your family? Donald Trump's powerful Wall Street Journal op-ed creates an outline for today's briefcase where we talk process and family leave. This is Beth from the right flying solo while Sarah is sick. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. Happy Friday, everyone. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Briefcase. I'm very sorry that Sarah is not with us today, and we hope that she feels better soon. We'll be back on Tuesday with an episode that we're really excited about sharing with you. Today, we have a lot to cover in a short amount of time, so I'll get right to it. We appreciated everyone's feedback on the Celis Wilder episode. I know that many of you expressed that you wish that you lived in Kentucky so that you could vote for him here. Um, Certainly follow his campaign on social media. I think that we're going to see some really interesting things from him. And we'd love to hear from you about any 
politicians in your areas who carry a similarly open and honest message. Uh, We'd love to talk to more candidates across the country. I think it's really inspiring to hear from people who are in the arena, really putting themselves out there to try to make a difference. So stay in touch with us about that. And thanks for listening to that interview. We got some great feedback from Caitlin, and I know Sarah wanted to talk about this, so I'll just touch on it briefly, and she may have more to say on Tuesday. Caitlin pointed out that our conversation about the importance of local officials participating in the process and and perhaps that participation, meaning that they should have more weight um, in the presidential elections, you know, Caitlin was concerned that that really goes against the ideals of the Democratic Party. So I'll do I'll do my best to talk through this, even though I am not a Democrat. But I agree with a lot of what Caitlin has to say here. And I know Sarah does, too. Um, she writes that the Democratic Party is supposed to stand up for those who can't always stand up for themselves. And she goes on to talk about a woman who she mentors, which is wonderful to hear about, and how for that woman, participation in local politics is just a laughable proposition because it requires time and energy and money for professional clothing and for gas to get to different places. And this is just not a a thing that she can make space for in her life, and she doesn't have the resources for it. But then Caitlin says, participation in local, state, or national politics in any meaningful way is simply not in the cards for her life at this point. By creating open, easy and transparent voting processes through primaries or election processes that encourage early voting are available remotely, either by paper ballot or online, and have extended vote, extended hours on election day. We create the greatest opportunity for everyone to let their voice be heard. We need much more of that and much less of the primaries and caucuses or delegate processes that bypass voters altogether. I really agree with Caitlin, and I think that this is a scenario where our our society and our technology require us to take a fresh look at what we're doing. Um, As I said on Tuesday's episode, the people who make a lot of time to create and enforce these rules don't have any greater stake in the outcome of the processes than the average person. And in some cases, I think the average person has a greater stake. So it's really important, in my opinion, to both respect the process as it is today, because that that is the process that we have today. And, you know, mid-election season changes have uh, scariness all of their own but also be asking questions about how we can make this process better. Because certainly what happened in Colorado to me is um, completely divorced from what we want our democracy to look like. And, And listen, I get that the political parties are private entities. I think, though, that we really have to ask ourselves what that means and whether those private entities are served I'm not saying that Congress needs to go make a bunch of regulations about this, but I am saying the parties themselves need to get with the program. You know, you can't ask everyone to follow you on Twitter and think that you've done right by the people who support your party. You've got to do better than that. And so I think Caitlin makes a lot of great points there, and I hope that we see a lot of movement in that direction and that that is the gift of the ugliness that we're experiencing right now. This correlates nicely with a message that we received from Bryn, and the subject line of Bryn's message was, my problem with Ryan running, which I thought was a a great way to characterize the discussion that followed, and, and this was really a great email. 
another one that I could read the whole thing, but I, but I won't do that because of time. So Bryn talked about how Heath just finds the idea of Paul Ryan or really anybody else coming in as a convention savior off-putting. Um, he says, I get that there are rules that each candidate has agreed to, and they allow for an out-of-left-field candidate at their conventions. But with what we're seeing from avid Bernie and Trump supporters fed up with the establishment, the parties need to be very careful with how much they provoke new young voters that they want to be part of their party. I completely agree with this. And I'll tell you, I have done some soul searching about this topic because as everyone who listens to our podcast regularly knows, I am a Kasich supporter. I am not interested in Donald Trump as the Republican nominee. I am even less interested in Ted Cruz as the Republican nominee. We are now at a scenario in which the only way that Kasich gets the nomination is a contested convention. And I have really conflicted feelings about that. On the one hand, I think Kasich stands the best chance in the general election. I think poll after poll shows that. I think that Kasich is a mature, decent human being who is in this for the right reasons, who has policies that, while I don't agree with all of them, and I'm sure that most Democrats and independents don't agree with all of them, I think they get us to a more consensus-driven platform than what we're seeing from any other candidate on either side. And I think that he carries a positive message that is badly needed, especially after the cycle that we've just experienced. On the other hand, it deeply, deeply concerns me to come out of the convention without the person who's received the most votes getting the nomination. I think that's a dangerous long-term proposition, and I tend to be kind of a long play girl. I worry that if we uh, reject the people who have furiously and with a lot of dedication and passion supported Donald Trump... And if Donald Trump goes into the convention with the highest number of votes, which I think is going to happen, certainly the highest number of delegates, it concerns me that we will not only keep those people at home in November and for years to come, which is not good for democracy, but also that the next iteration of a Donald Trump will be someone who is even more extreme it's, it makes me think that people who are already feeling that the system is rigged and that we need something completely different will insist at some point that their voices be heard. So while I loathe the possibility of Donald Trump as the Republican nominee, I think it could be the right thing for the party to do. It's hard for me to admit that, but that's where I am after really thinking about all of this. I do want to spend a second on Donald Trump's Wall Street Journal op-ed, which is a little bit of what we predicted would happen in the last episode, that all of these process disputes could really benefit Trump if he decided to speak about them in a compelling way. And my opinion is that this this op-ed does that. In addition to the substance of it, you know, which is difficult to disagree with in many places, even as hard as you might try, it's well-written. There is enough Trumpism in it, you know, enough kind of self-congratulatory bloviating and the the language level that's easy to digest. So it, it feels authentic to him. It doesn't feel like he hired somebody new who wrote this, although I'm sure that his team played a, a big part in it. 
the character of it is also just distinctly professional. I think this shows a real shift in the Trump campaign. We are kind of getting away from early primary Donald Trump and maybe seeing more what general election Donald Trump would look like. And I have to tell you that I think that this is not a terrible contrast to Hillary Clinton. You can certainly see the subtext throughout this op-ed that Hillary Clinton is bought and paid for. I'm not suggesting that that's true, but I'm saying that he he draws um, a nice distinction between himself and her, even if it is one that is kind of laughable if you step back and think about it. The other thing that I think he is positioning himself well for is to ask some, certainly not all, but some Bernie Sanders supporters to take a hard look at him in the general election. He is mimicking some of the Sanders language about how the system is rigged to the disadvantage of the average person. And you can almost hear the phrase political revolution in this opinion. So a lot of interesting dynamics going on here. I think that he has an opportunity with some, again, certainly not all, but some Sanders supporters, especially as the tone of the Democratic primary escalates. You know, I only caught a bit of the CNN debate, but what I saw was very ugly. Now, I blame CNN for much of that because I think the questions were designed to provoke emotional responses instead of to create a forum for a healthy policy discussion. But the back and forth between the candidates, I don't know if it's fatigue or concern and stress. I don't know what's fueling it, but the high road seems to be way off in the distance at this point. And and both candidates, I think, are really strained. I want to say that I think we should separate that from what's going on among the candidates' supporters. I just think it is wrong to peg either of these candidates with the language and tone being used by their supporters. You're going to have people in any movement, in any affiliation, who are not good representatives for everyone else. And so I think we should just put that off to the side. But if you look at the, the back and forth between the two candidates now, it's it's uncomfortable and not particularly productive. I also just, I don't get, and I really wish Sarah were here to talk about this today, I don't get why Hillary Clinton doesn't just release those speech transcripts. I cannot fathom that there are any like bombshells in those. I think if there were, we would have heard them by now. People attended those speeches. Someone would have come out and said, here's the thing that she said that is going to make your jaw drop to the floor. I think what you would see is a warmth toward Wall Street that is maybe not particularly flattering for her in the context of this election, but also that isn't a criminal in any way or disqualifying in any way. And why not just put this problem to bed instead of continuing this line of, well, when everybody does, I will too. And by the way, Bernie Sanders should release his tax returns. P.S. Bernie Sanders should release his tax returns. But I just think both of these candidates would be well served to say, yes, I am about transparency and openness. I'm going to be honest with you in my candidacy, just as I'm going to be honest with you in my administration. And so you've asked for this information. Here it is. I just don't get that. We are special breakfast people here at Pansy Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. 
It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day, Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college, y'all. He's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash pantsuit. So the process wears on all of us. We continue along. I think the next couple of months are going to be very interesting. Uh, Trump looks well positioned in New York, as does Hillary Clinton. Could be a massive delegate ad for Trump and uh, kick off what could be a very rough couple of weeks for Ted Cruz. So we'll see where we end up. I, I personally hope that John Kasich can perform um, more more effectively in the upcoming states than he has to this point. But as much as I support John Kasich, I have to admit he's just not catching on with the populace. And and maybe it's too late for that to happen. It certainly is in terms of the delegate math, but I would love to see more popular votes rack up if for no other reason than to make me feel a little bit better about my party. 
Okay, well, I'm going to leave the madness of the presidential cycle behind and shift gears a bit. Uh, This week, we observed Equal Pay Day. And I say observed, not celebrated, because if you're unfamiliar with Equal Pay Day, it is the date in 2016 that represents the amount of time women would have to work past December 31st to catch up with what men typically make in 12 months. And again, these are averages. Certainly some businesses and some industries are um, better at closing the wage gap than others. But on the whole, most women have to work about 15 months to make what men make in 12. And, And to be perfectly honest with you, that is the equal payday for white women. Uh, It takes much longer for African-American women, for Native American women, for Latino women to close that wage gap. And we put those statistics up on our Twitter feed, and I'll put them in the show notes as well. So we posted about Equal Pay Day and said in our post that we don't have a lot of nuance for this topic and got some really interesting responses from David on Facebook. And so I've been having kind of an extended discussion with David that I wish we could be having over an actual kitchen table instead of just a virtual one. But I wanted to share a little bit of those discussions with our entire audience and invite your comments as well. So my point in saying that we lack nuance on this topic is that I think we must unequivocally say out loud that a wage gap exists. It is not a fictional creation of radical feminist minds. It is a real thing. And I think we should say it should not exist. What we do about this problem is another matter. And I agree with David, that is complicated. That is nuanced. There are a number of solutions that have been proffered by the government to Uh, fix this problem. I'm not persuaded that those are the right answers. So that's a that's another discussion. But turning to we have a wage gap and we should not. Um, One of the subjects that came up in my conversations with David on Facebook is parental leave. David writes, a fact of life is good, bad or indifferent. Women are more likely to take parental leave and leave is just bad for business. So I really dispute the notion that parental leave is bad for business. I think that in addition to helping businesses recruit and retain talented people, both men and women, parental leave is an opportunity for businesses in a kind of controlled laboratory to test their other people and to test their processes. So a woman goes on parental leave, you know well in advance that that's going to happen. There's a limit on the amount of time she's going to be out. You are able to document processes in advance of her leave, make contingency plans. You know, so many things happen to businesses where there is no planning and and it's just disaster. That's not the case for parental leave. And all the work that's done to prepare for a parental leave is work that could be enormously helpful to that business when something unexpected does occur. I also think that most employees, men and women who take a parental leave, feel very appreciative of that time and return to their companies with an enhanced sense of loyalty. Now, I can feel people thinking, well, what about all the people who don't come back for parental leave? Yeah, that happens. I mean, there's nothing like a parental leave to give you some time to think, what should my life look like now that my life is fundamentally turned upside down? But 
many people do come back, and I I would imagine that's the majority. I don't know the statistics on this, but you know when they come back, I think there is a sense of loyalty. I think there's a refreshed perspective, maybe some new ideas. I'll tell you, nothing so clarified for me how much I like to work as being on parental leave. I loved and appreciated and valued the time with both of my daughters, but I was happy to get back to work, and I think that I really had a different and healthier perspective once I did. You know, we we work so hard in the United States and there is dignity in that work and it's a great thing for us as a country. We we do need, I think, a little more balance. And that's why I'll say important side note that we did not get into on Facebook. I am such a proponent for men taking parental leave in the same amounts of time that women do. And I think that we need to value what all families look like. I think parental leave is important in scenarios where an older child is adopted. Whatever kind of family unit you're creating, I think that you need focus and time and space to create that family unit. And I think we need to value the role of all parents, all caregivers of those children enough to give people that space. I think that creates partnerships of equals and healthier families and healthier kids and ultimately healthier businesses. The other thing that came up in all of this is, you know, at, at one point, David talked about how in his industry, which I think is construction, Physical presence on the job matters a lot. And so the things that I talk about that are helpful for businesses from parental leave are, are small consolation when you're trying to get the job done. That's, that is completely fair. So I pose the question, what if you have a woman who is an unbelievable employee? She's fast. She's accurate. She takes pride in her work. She shows leadership potential. Is it not worth it to you to, to lose some time? in order to get her back. And he said, absolutely, but that's a stellar employee, not the average person. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. 
leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy Filtered Showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy Filtered Showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code Pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to 3rd Love, you can have both. 3rd Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. Okay, that's fair. But I think that brings us 360 degrees back to the issue of the wage gap and that we are holding women as a whole to different standards. I just think it can't be that our society so devalues caregiving that we think a woman should actually have to be a superstar in order to be entitled to some time to take care of her children. I also think that we shouldn't hold women who will never have children to a different standard. A parental leave is not an extended vacation. You know, it's not a reward. It's it's a choice that a company makes to say, hey, we realize that our employees are whole people and sometimes whole people have issues that come up. And that's another thing. When you look at the number of traumatic events that any person of any gender experiences in his or her lifetime and the fact that there are long periods of time for, for all of us when we show up to work at less than 100% of ourselves and companies ride that out because that's the right thing to do. Those situations are even harder for companies in a lot of circumstances than a parental leave, though, because you have someone showing up every day, but you aren't sure what that person can really produce, and you don't want to put too much pressure on the person depending on what's going on in his or her life. You don't want to offend the person by building systems around them to get them through the period. And so you have really a lot of presenteeism going on that is hard for the business. Now, I I still think that's the right thing to do and every employer should do it. What that means to me, though, is that if you add all that time up and then compare it to the parental leaves a woman might take in her lifetime, I don't see how an employer is so economically disadvantaged by that controlled, expected, limited leave versus all of the unexpected, uncontrolled, half-in, half-out time that every employee experiences over his or her lifetime, that a woman should forever pay in the form of lower compensation. And that's what happens, right? You're penalized really for the entire career because most of our compensation systems just inch you up year after year along the way. 
And I could get into a whole thing now about how I think systems built on seniority do not actually measure value and how seniority and experience aren't the same thing. I'll, I'll spare you that conversation. But I think this is an important discussion. Another thing that David wrote about, he had really wonderful things to say about his wife and daughter. It sounds like they have a terrific family and how important it is to him that his daughter grow up knowing that she can be anything she decides to be. She can make as much money as she decides to make. And hey, I completely agree with that. I don't think that acknowledging a problem is the same thing as adopting a victim mentality. You know, I'm I'm a pretty hard charger in the workplace and intend to remain that way. Um, I don't for a second feel that any anyone can can hold me back. And and I do take a lot of responsibility for ensuring that that doesn't happen. At the same time, and especially because I am now in a position of setting other people's compensation, I think it's critical for me to ask these questions and to ask them not only at the time that we're establishing compensation, but a couple months later, you know, when you're kind of out of the fog of whatever your process is to look back and say, What did we really do and how does it look on a blank slate and how does it look compared to last year and are we making progress? Is there unconscious bias influencing what we're doing and how can I become more aware of that if there is? Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I'm immune from a lot of the bias that can enter any equation. So I guess I'm just saying Um, Absolutely, we should have young women knowing that the workplace is theirs for the taking. We can at the same time acknowledge the systemic problems in the workplace and work harder to eliminate those those systemic obstacles. So I really appreciated the discussion with David. I invite all of you to weigh in on it. Uh, we We are better thinkers for these kinds of conversations. So thanks to David. Thanks also to Robert for supporting our show. Uh, Robert has contributed not only financially, but also he gives us great articles to look at, uh, great topics to consider. So we really appreciate Robert as one of our listeners. We also sincerely thank Obi, Nicolette, Paige, and Sydney for subscribing to the show. Um, You guys have helped us so much um, and enabled us to continue to provide the content that we do. And we have lots of good things in the works for the show going forward. We hope you will keep discussing with us on Facebook and Twitter. We're Pantsuit Politics on Facebook and at Pantsuit Politic without an S on Twitter. And until Tuesday's episode, when hopefully Sarah will be back at it with us, keep it nuanced, y'all.